The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, we want to talk about a very big deal. And I'm talking about a big business deal. Not done yet, but certainly started. Rogers Communications has signed a deal to buy Shaw Communications. This is a deal that is valued at $26 billion. That includes debt. Uh, so this would combine Canada's two largest cable companies as well as their wireless networks. And it really needs a whole bunch of approvals from federal agencies. So a lot of questions today about whether this would be good for consumers or would more consolidation simply lead down a path of poor competition. And Gaviola, senior digital journalist with Global, focusing on business, joining us now on The Big Show. This is a huge, huge deal, and I looked at $26 billion, and I'm trying to wrap my head around just how large that is. Obviously, Rogers figures that's worth the investment. Right, yeah, and I don't want to downplay the fact that this is a juggernaut of a deal that's being proposed in the Canadian telecom space. It would combine Canada's two biggest cable companies. And uh, and I want to mention this because um, Rogers is offering to pay, you know, $40.50 for Shaw shares. So people who own shares of of Shaw stock are among the stakeholders. Uh, But if you look at where that stock is trading today, it's below that offer of $40.00. And that means that they're skeptical that this deal is going to go through as it's been proposed. So I understand the excitement, but there is also a need to think about, okay, what could really potentially happen here? Uh, So let's continue down that road because there is regulatory approval and it looks like there could be quite a few layers of it and it might be pretty contentious. Could you run us through all the hurdles that this deal would have to jump through in order to become reality? Yeah, I would call it uh, definitely an uphill battle, but um, Rogers has tried to kind of sweeten the pot. It's saying, especially, you know, for Western Canada, the creation of 3,000 jobs. It's saying the two companies together are going to invest two and a half billion, rather, billion in 5G network capacity in Western Canada over the next five years. And then separate from that, a billion dollar fund to connect remote, rural and Indigenous communities across Canada to high speed internet service. So that's kind of uh, what they are dangling. But yeah, there is that federal regulatory approval piece of it, which is uh, pretty significant. So they're, need, they're going to need to convince to get the green light from the CRTC, the Competition Bureau, and also the Ministry of Science, Innovation, and Economic Development. And when I talk about an uphill battle here, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. They would effectively, um, I mean, the various uh, regulators would have to buck the trend in terms of what we've been doing at the federal level level for the last let's call it decade or so in terms of actually you know trying to spur competition in the space and not allow things that would decrease competition here the argument from rogers and then i would guess shaw as as well at the same time is that this is going to lead to uh more efficiencies and better service that's the argument that they're getting obviously the 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 critiques i've already seen are less competition is always bad they're insisting that this will allow them to provide better service so it's a matter of trying to get those regulatory uh areas to, to actually buy into that argument 
Right. And I think it's going to be a tough sell for all the reasons that I outlined in terms of, you know, what we've been actively trying to do here in Canada. And also, I, I would caution, maybe take what the people who are trying to get this deal through are saying about the deal. I mean, if you ask the big telecom players in Canada, they would say there's already tons of fierce competition here and there's not even a need to to do anything about it. So, I mean, you, you consider who, who the message is coming from in all of this. You're talking about uh, the, the two big cable companies coming together. So basically, there'd be one cable company left, and then you have some, some satellite uh, services and that kind of thing. But this isn't really a cable deal anyway, is it? It's more of a wireless uh, a telephone uh, kind of wireless deal. Isn't it uh, more focused in that area? 100%. And when we're talking about kind of the impact of all of this, those are the types of calculations that regulators at the federal level are, are going to have a look at. And I've spoken with several, you know, experts on all of this, uh, consumer advocacy, uh, advocacy groups, and they all seem to be of the same refrain. They say this is going to, if allowed to go through as presented, be really damaging in terms of the prices that customers are paying for their internet service, but particularly for cell phone services. And keep in mind, this isn't happening in a vacuum. This is happening during a pandemic where mm -hmm. I think a lot of people across Canada have fully realized, I mean, my screen time report reminds me how reliant I am on all of these services every single day. It's going to be a, a tough sell politically. And also, let's not forget that Justin Trudeau campaigned on, he, he said, elect my government. And one of the things we're going to do is bring down cell phone prices that Canadians pay within a matter of about four years. And, and so when you look at what's being proposed, this would not uh, have that kind of effect. Uh, experts are saying this is only going to uh, mean higher prices. It would be in the mail. And there are some people who suggest that it would be uh, worse, actually, for, for Western Canada in terms of what people uh, are paying for cell phone services. And you, and I can I can sort of hear the the, the business model from from Rogers saying you know uh, you want us to go in a direction but this is the only way we can be financially and economically viable is to go in our direction so you know they're they're going to have to figure out what's going to actually work out uh, if if they even have a hope of of seeing this come to, uh, come to a, a, an end or a, a final deal. That's right. And and the timing piece of it is really important in that um, this would have to be politically saleable. Mm -hmm. And and also, I, I understand that, you know, Roger Shaw are, are offering some, some things that are important. Uh, you know, there's the 3,000 jobs that they're saying would be created in Western Canada. That's not nothing. Yeah. But you also, you look through some of the corporate communications and it's talking about a billion dollars annually in cost savings for Rogers. And, and to me, that is corporate speak for you know somewhere along the line that's job cuts yeah, synergies and, and that's reductions and, yeah. Canada, but they may be somewhere else yeah yeah and that is also something that uh, that any of these regulatory issue uh, agencies will they look at that ink impact that sort of job impact and that economic impact at all when making the decision on whether to allow it to go ahead Absolutely. There are a lot of moving parts in all of this, and that is certainly part of the calculus, in addition to the impact on consumers, everyday people, and how much they pay for their telecom services. And on that, I don't know if this is fair for me to ask you to dive in and give me your opinion, but would this be a good deal for a consumer? Because uh, that's been a lot of the reaction that I've seen is, you know, even if it's just done on, on simple things like social media, on Twitter, going, oh, great, they're just going to end up getting this and then racking up our 
our costs. Is that a legitimate uh, fear? Uh, if I'm if I'm a wireless customer, say with Rogers or or uh, getting my internet service through Shaw, do I should is should I be worried about this? I think that's fair game, and I would say based on the conversations that I've had with people who have studied this for years, uh, the answer is yes, most likely. That is what this is setting up to be. And and now we've had some promises from uh, Rogers saying, you know, to mobile freedom customers, don't worry, for three years, we're not going to raise prices for your wireless service until after, you know, this deal closes. But two things, so that means prices would just be locked in and mm-hmm. they're not necessarily going down. And what happens after those three years? Uh, Michael Geist, who's a law professor over at the University of Ottawa, he says uh, when it comes to, you know, these companies, these telecom companies saying we'll invest in 5G, this is uh, a lot of our money being put into this. He says that, um, you know, companies are going to go ahead with the 5G rollout regardless. So we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to, you know, push them into doing that. Uh, and but really, the way that this deal looks, uh, it, it's going to mean people paying more mm-hmm. for services. That when you compare what we pay uh, to other peer countries, so this is you know an apples to apples kind of comparison. Yeah. We across the board pay more to get less in terms of services. That's tough. Really quick before I let you go, what's the time frame on this? How long could this uh, this this regulatory approval process go? Is, is is it two years? Is it three years? The full length of the contract, like what you were talking about? Or, you know, how far down the road? Uh, my uh, magic crystal ball says <laughs> that I'm not really sure, um, and and perhaps I think Rogers has, has signaled uh, it could be you know 2022 when we get some sort of answer, but we may get a lot of much clearer signals well before that. All right, and Gaviola, senior digital journalist with Global, focusing on business. Uh, great talking to you today. Appreciate your time. An absolute pleasure. Thank you.